hello hello back again with another episode it's your girl katara i'm joe it's courtney and this is tanisha together we make brown epiphany welcome back y'all welcome back. welcome back okay <laughs> all right so feeling word and the question for today is what gets you through a tough time okay I am feeling low vibrational. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little tired today. And what gets me through a tough time? Um, uh, venting and prayer. That's it for me. Oh, that's so wholesome, Katora. That's Beautiful. it. That's, I, I do journal, so that's another form of venting, though. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Oh, y'all looking at each other. (laughs) I'll go. I am feeling motivated. And what gets me through a tough time is same venting, crying, (laughs) journaling, some really good food. I'm talking like some good food, like real good food, Um, a lot of it, and prayer, maybe some fasting, you know, all the works. Um, maybe some time with friends or some time with family gets me through tough times. Amen. Yeah, I think that I'm feeling scholarly, if that's even an appropriate <laughs> adjective. <laughs> my little syllabi, seeing what I'm going to have to do for this semester. Um, and I will say getting through a good time for me is just getting into things that I actually like to do, going for a good hike, even, even though I can't do much of that here in Florida. <laughs> um, just spending time with my peeps. That can be my ride or dies, family, friends. Um, just being out in the open, being out in nature, walking on the beach, you know, just depending on what my vibe is feeling like, that's what's going to make me feel what I'm going to do to get through whatever the tough time is. So, yeah, that's me. I'm feeling grateful today. Good. Yeah. So, what you grateful for, Joe? Um, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my support system. Um, I'm grateful for my business and, you know, like, I started um, this week and um, I feel like it started off great and it's going to keep going great. So, um, and what gets me through a tough time? Um, So I, I think maybe a host of different things. I would say first um, my support system, that is it, like my friends, my family, like I like going to them for support. Um, I also journal to more like not traditional journaling as much as like I, I like to prayer journal. And so I feel like that's where I like to write down my conversations with my Heavenly Father. Um, I also think exercising helps too. Like I like to run, I like mm-hmm. to do body pump or um, Zumba. I feel like Zumba is like my free spirit thing <laughs> that I like to do. But also too, um, I think a lot of um, where I feel closest um, to my Heavenly Father outside of like journaling is probably like music. I feel like I will put my gospel list on shuffle and I'll be like, Heavenly Father, speak to me. And it's usually something that ends up like resonating with my soul and where I'm at at that time. But it's also like a 
curated playlist too so (laughs) (laughs) so there's that but um so for the trending today um you know i feel like there's a lot of different things that are going on but you know um we're going to talk about something else instead. <laughs> um, so I actually had a friend reach out um, probably like a few months ago because um, we know we're always running behind on everything. But um, I basically was about kind of having this conversation around women being insecure or hateful of other women instead of empowering them Um I think the precise is like, it's okay to clap for me when I win love, because when you're winning, I'll return the favor. So um, what do you guys think of it? Like of that, like of women being insecure and hateful towards each other and like what it looks like to actually clap for your friends as they're winning, um, you know, while you're waiting. Oh my God, sorry. That was very dramatic. I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> you guys, I just get random thoughts, but um, but clapping for your fr- your friends while you're in your waiting season. Sorry, that really hit because I was um thinking about a video that I was that I was watching. But anyways, yes. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> I guess my thoughts are um I guess it depends on what that looks like um, for you. So for me personally, you know, I enjoy, like, support to me comes in many forms. It doesn't necessarily mean somebody has to pick up the phone and, like, sing me a song and sing a celebratory song or dance or something like that. Um, But I do think support looks in different ways. Like if you're talking about business, maybe share my post, you know, you may not have somebody to send to me or something like that. You can share my post, something like that. Or if it comes to love and I'm in a relationship and, you know, maybe that's something that you've desired. And now you're kind of I do think sometimes people can project a little bit like, you know, they have their own thing going on mentally. Like, I wish it was me, vibe, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's best to communicate that, you know, um, and just say, I am happy for you, but it is, I'm struggling with my own thing instead of, you know, maybe putting bad energy off or like she said, hateful comments or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So I guess um, support and empowering women kind of looks different to everybody. I'd say I'm a girl's girl, but I, I can't say that I'm like, dropping post on Facebook about uplifting women or I, I want to see everybody win mm-hmm. you know I think that's where it's limited for me I'm just like <laughs> I love everything for y'all whatever y'all doing you're doing great you know? <laughs> like keep going so I guess it's different per person but I think everybody should want everybody to win you know <laughs> I think we're all supposed to love everybody so I don't know I guess my question is always like, first of all, I don't know about insecure and hateful. I think there's a a middle ground. Um, When you talk about your friends, because I feel like you can't call somebody a friend and then they're not necessarily clapping for you in your winning season. You may want to kind of reevaluate that friendship or lack thereof. Um, But I also find myself in a space I probably should work on this, but I feel like sometimes people only do things or only appear to be winning to seek a certain level of validation. And when they don't get it, now it's a, well, you're not being supportive. I just, I'm a soul believer that if you are truly winning, 
you don't need other people to clap for you. You don't need other people to support you necessarily. You are truly winning. You are in your season and you are completely happy with mm-hmm. that. Now, genuine like it's it's natural your friends who see that you are genuinely winning and happy they're gonna clap for you but I don't know I think it's weird to kind of pay attention to those who aren't supporting you in a in a in a winning season to me well I think it might depend on how close the person is to you because I think if it's someone that's closer obviously it carries a little bit more weight than Mm -hmm. someone who's not as close to you um But personally, for me, I don't. So I might be slightly delusional because you guys guys know I I don't observe everything because I don't necessarily care to observe everything. But um, I don't think I've experienced a lot of people who or women specifically um, who have been insecure or hateful towards me. And um, I'm the type of person where I think I've... um, I've done a lot of work in my life to be differentiated. So I feel like I do a lot of work to kind of figure out what's my baggage and what's someone else's baggage. And if someone is saying something to me and I don't think that that's my baggage, I'm gonna leave it on the table where you left it. And you can deal with that like in your time because, um, and I think a lot of the time stuff like this kind of tends to come up more so when people are in relationships, because I think like, obviously, if your friend is graduating from school or they got a new job, like what is there to hate on? Like ask them where they got hired at and maybe you'll get hired there too or (laughs) go to school, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like those things are like a little bit harder, but I think like when it comes to relationships, sometimes like people can be, um, you know, critical about other people's relationships. But my biggest thing with that is usually like there's someone out there for everybody and we know this because we've seen a lot of different shows 600 pound life 90 day fiance um married to medicine whatever real housewives all of those things um but i think that sometimes when your friend is saying something about your significant other you might take it a lot more personally than it actually is because if you think about it people can only speak from their lens of things. And so if a friend of yours is saying something, and I'm not talking about something that's like outright disrespectful, cause like disrespect is different than like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it, like if I feel so secure in what it is that I'm doing, what you're saying isn't necessarily going to impact what it is that right. I have going on exactly. here. You know, and I think that Part of that is doing the work to, I can withstand you being critical and you saying something like, and it's like, okay, girl, like he's not for you, but that's good. Cause I don't want my man to be for my friends. So like all the better if you don't like him, like, well, Mm -hmm. I mean, you should, cause my husband's great, but. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was going to say, I definitely think it's circumstantial and it kind of goes back to like, kind of a little bit of what Courtney said like is it your friend because I feel like even with like me and Courtney's relationship we we talk every day you guys know how we are yes, but we um, do. when it comes <laughs> when it comes down to talking about our men or our men our relationship mm-hmm. we I got, got more one. than one no right. one <laughs> one man but they're men we're uh, monogamous <laughs> but when it only comes- had one man right like my whole life <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when it comes to like talking about our relationships, it's not a touchy subject for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because that we both trust that each other is coming from a pure place, right? right? Mm-hmm. So when I do tell my friend, look, girl, this this is stupid. You know, I think you being a little, like you said, the low low. You know? <laughs> I think you having a slow moment. I'm not feeling where this is going. I'm seeing signs you're not seeing, and I just want to bring them to your attention. That's not an offensive or a sensitive subject with a real friend. Yeah. Not at all. Line. We've had them so Bottom <laughs> line, that is yeah. a comfortable conversation. Oh I mean, we sit and talk about whether we think each other's guys are attractive, and yeah. we don't. I mean, right. Yeah. And we we really went back and forth the other day. Yeah, and it's like it's not like uh, my feelings are hurt because you don't find you don't find yeah, it attractive. like you know what I mean. Yeah. So I definitely so feel funny. like like we have to get back to the basics of like is this really a friend and is this a friend that is reciprocating in the way that they should or something that you don't you feel like their words are genuine. If you are looking at a friend that you are actively telling your business to and you're not receptive to their response, then why are you sharing it? Mm-hmm. it it's kind of yeah. like. What kind of friendship is it? But I think that goes both ways too, though, because I think, yes, you should be receptive to responses, but not everything everybody thinks needs to be said out loud. Like not everything that you think is actually valid enough to share with your friend. You know what I mean? So I feel like it, well, I feel like it's on both sides. Like (laughs) it's, yeah, like not every response. Because Sora shook her head, no. Not every response (laughs) is, like not every response is valid. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I think friends, yeah, friends need to be equally yoked. You know, when they talk about people being in relationships, I do think that certain friendships do need to be equally yoked. And Mm -hmm. there are people that I can keep it 100 with and not even like blink an eye or think twice. And then Mm -hmm. there's other people who may not be like my close friend but are people that I'm at least cool with that might want to hear my opinion that I will tread lightly on how I share certain things and that's probably why we're not like close close because of that kind of (laughs) I got to kind of walk on eggshells and I got to kind of make sure I'm not being offensive when I'm coming from a genuine place I also do think how we share that information or news can be perceived a certain way right Mm -hmm. so if you're saying it in like a hateful way or like you can kind of hear the vitriol in the person's voice when they're saying it. It's like, oh, are you really coming from a place that's genuine? Are you really being real? So I think there's a lot of factors. I think time sometimes can be a thing, like how long you've known the person. And then you can meet somebody tomorrow who's super cool and you guys hit it off and you are closer than somebody you've known for years. So I do think it just depends on the relationship that you have with the person. And if y'all have the kind of vibe where you can say certain things and they don't take it to heart or offensively. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, friends look like. So know who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And it still goes back to, you know, if this friend is not that type of friend, then it shouldn't bother you. You know, take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of is what it is. There are some opinions that I do value more than others. Mm -hmm. But if I open my mouth to share something, I can't be mad at somebody responding to Mm -hmm. me sharing information. So if I share oh, my man on my nerves today, and she'd be like, man, couldn't be me. Like, I'm going to have to take that. Because I, mean, I done told. Because I opened my mouth. Right. You know, I can't walk away and be like, oh, she being hateful. Right. She being jealous. Like, 
But I, I also it depends have to, on what, yeah. like, it depends on what the person is. Because, like, I feel like um, something that I've gotten to the point that I'm doing is, do you want my opinion on it? Like, or not? Because if you're like, I'm just calling you to vent and just talk crap about whoever then okay i'm just gonna listen but if you're like you want my opinion then i might be like okay could not be me <laughs> but and but then it know, has to be accepted at yeah, that point yeah but if but if not like it's i'm like yeah i had to learn that though because i'm quick to be like girl what no wouldn't be so i had to learn uh that concept probably within the past year actually mm-hmm. about when people want to talk to you and sometimes they're calling you to vent and they're not necessarily asking you for how it is that you feel or your advice they just want somebody to kind of air it out to my first instinct is to be like uh boy what do you you know just sharing what my opinion is mm-hmm. and you know just recently learned that sometimes it is just a vent check versus a conversation about what should I do because mm-hmm. that is always my first go-to like Mrs. Fix It or Miss Fix It uh, to share how it is that I think that could be fixed and given my opinion when all people want sometimes is just to talk let it all out so that is real yeah. I mean I agree and I, I also yeah. think um, I just thought about it of course um, sometimes I don't know if somebody said it before, but sometimes your friends could be going through something, but you need to be a friend enough to know that they are going through their own season because mm-hmm. I am careful about that. Like when I obviously know my friend is having a really hard time in life, mm-hmm. I'm also not going to be on the phone. <laughs> like, guess what happened to me today? Yes. <laughs> this happened to me and expect them to be like, oh, congratulations. Yeah, where's the energy? Where's yeah. the energy? Yeah. Why are you being low Why? energy right yeah. now? <laughs> Ma'am, they're going through a divorce. Like, like, and you want to talk about give her how in love you are? It's not happening, right? So I feel like you got to read the room. (laughs) Like you can't. So so you got to know your friend, who you're dealing with, what season they're in, and not like I'm not talking about like okay, you got a job and you know your friend's going through something. Like that's just general. Oh, congratulations, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. But when people are having a hard time, like I will literally tell you. I do not want to hear that right now. <laughs> like, I got mm-hmm. all this going on. I'm that friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you keep that over there. I'm not trying to, you know, no, be a party really good. Yeah. That's really um, good. But I got too much going on to even process what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I, so I feel like I can't necessarily say people are insecure in those seasons or they're being hateful. They may just be going through something where they can't even process. They don't have the capacity. They don't have the capacity to take it in. Yeah. Yeah. To take on your winning season when they're losing right now. And I, and I get that as a friend. I get that. Mm-hmm. As a person, I get yeah. that. Because I think sometimes, um, depending on what that season looks like and how much of a season, you know, a person could be going through with trial, tribulations, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, I feel like sometimes when you see somebody close to you getting everything that they pray for and you sit in there like, well, God, do you All care? Right, Lord. <laughs> All right. I mean, we're really close. So oh, we're no, just no, about no. I am say. quick to be like, whatever prayer you're praying, go ahead and pray for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, God, I, I want to wait too. We're operating off the same cell tower. Yes. <laughs> you should be getting both of our calls. Yes. <laughs> so I think that that is like, you know, something to be mindful as well versus taking it as somebody being insecure. It's right. kind of a self-reflection moment as well. Kind of like, let me let me take my little feelings out of it. Maybe I'm being too inconsiderate and all right. about myself right now and let me actually think about another person. Um, because I do think when it comes to empowering women and things like that, like 
sometimes it does come off like people are projecting like i said before mm -hmm. they're going through their their right. own their own thing mm -hmm. and i think that's the internet is a lot of that you know social media and body shaming this and all kind of stuff Everything. that women are going through and women being comfortable with their bodies versus not or mm -hmm. it's a lot of things that go on that i feel like there should be room for that level of empowerment, but some people just don't have the capacity. Right. And what they're going through, all they're feeling is, they can't really recognize it for jealousy or envious, but we know. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you can tell when somebody's projecting based on where they are, mm -hmm. or you can you know by how they talk real right. quick. Like, okay, this is more about you than me, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or not talking sometimes. Yeah. Like, they'll either go ghost or they'll be distant, and then they'll be like, oh, okay, well... You know, at a certain point, whenever they're ready or you're ready to open yourself up outside of your happy place to talk about, yo, what's going on? Like, what's mm -hmm. happening? Mm -hmm. Then you can come to an understanding and hopefully it can get past this, quote unquote, jealousy and envious feelings that are, you know, stirring up in the relationship. But empowering women is, is really important. And I remember, I don't know if it was during COVID when we had that meme that was going, not meme, but uh, uh, black women support black women. I don't know if you guys remember that post that you would post and then it would be 10 people you'd tag and then they post that same post oh, about empowering stand women. Please don't tag me in those. Yeah, no, so that was like... <laughs> go find one it was, and tag it was, me Yeah, it was like... <laughs> I send like one and then I'm done. I'm one and done. Right. I'm yeah. not going to participate. But, I'm you know, it was during COVID. Out. We was all bored, so... Um, <laughs> post post 10 pictures of yourself. No. Yeah, so, you know, they tagged 10 people and it was it was a beautiful mo mo uh, moment and movement mm -hmm. but it didn't really last because then like a week later women are talking about you know each other's bodies and calling each other ugly or not worthy so it's just maintaining it and being as real as possible trying to be open and communicate how it is that you're feeling easier said than done but if we're able to get better at that I think we can kind of get past this hurdle of you know mm -hmm. hating on one another and not being there for one another yeah, because yeah, I really don't think anybody chooses to be jealous. Yeah. It's a feeling. <laughs> Internal. Sometimes you're not even conscious it, of it. It just happens. It's yeah. a feeling like other feelings. Mm -hmm. And I know it has a bad rap, but it's just, it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, the issues when you act on it right <laughs> right, you know? right right but okay good conversation ladies yes. um see what happens when you guys write in a listener letter we mm -hmm. will have a discussion about it yep. you know perhaps a few months after but <laughs> we'll do it we'll get to y'all but you got the topic okay well <laughs> 16 personalities. What? It went back in. It probably was me. Let me pick it. Let's see. It would be funny if all the rest of them said 16 personalities. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be trying to peek at the card. Who wrote this? One sock on, one sock off, Joe. <laughs> is that a joke? Is no, it? you know, Joe puts her shoes on, sock, shoe, yes. sock, shoe. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if that was a diagnosis or not. It is not. Okay, like, it's, you do it like that, because, like, what if I'm in the middle of putting on my sock and my shoe and I have to go to the bathroom, but then I'm walking with my sock on one 
foot and a shoe on the other that would never happen no no why would it not happen mix that all the way up but okay i didn't mix it up because then i'm like walking bare feet to my bathroom but joe wouldn't you prefer to have both socks on when you're walking to your bathroom? well no but like i put on one sock and the shoe because then like if i have one shoe on then the socks aren't equally dirty because i'm only walking on one (laughs) (laughs) this uh, audience, you pick this is one? why we put yeah, it I'm in a, there. So we're gonna move on to a different topic. <laughs> you know what? I really no. We need to we need to circle this around one more time so we can get Joe getting dressed right. <laughs> Who taught you how to get dressed? First question. It works. What? What happened at the bottom of this jar? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. What is that? Let's not. We running talk out about of to- that. You know, we running out of topics. I mean, it says, oh. Interracial dating. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all want to. This one says this. Oh, relationships. Did we talk about relationships? Did we talk about relationships? I don't think we no. really did a deep Not like individually, but. Like love or survival. That was the only relationship. Yeah, we don't oh, know. We so like, talk let's about. talk about relationships. I feel like yeah. this falls under that too. Exactly. We can just discuss that. Yeah, we together. can put it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, who wants to go first when it comes to relationships? Um, I think relationships are important, and I assume we're talking about all kinds, right? So relationships no, with, with men. Are we just talking about men? Well, I'm going to talk <laughs> about all kinds. <laughs> so I think the relationships that we have, because the relationships we have with our family and our friends and the people around us are a mirror of the kind of relationship we're going to have with a man or woman or whomever we decide to be with mm-hmm. as our life partner. Um, so I think it's really important. Definitely starts from the younger ages, baby, literally up until we're older and I'm like psych minded. So that's why I definitely feel that way. (laughs) So things that happen to us as we're kids and as we get older are a reflection of the kind of relationships we have with ourselves and Mm -hmm. then with other people. Um, so I think it's important for us to have a really good foundation uh, with our family and uh, by extension, how we create friendships with other people. Sometimes those can be secure relationships. Sometimes those can be like anxious attachments. So how we live our lives and the experiences that happen to us or experiences we put ourselves in uh, determine the kind of relationships we have with people. Uh, and then in specific, like for me as men, cause I'm a she, her, hers, and I date exclusively men. I think that it's <laughs> important <laughs> for, you know, just to have understanding. Understanding is really important just for us to be on the same page, want the same things in our lives currently and in the future, and just have a similar way of thinking. And interracial, <laughs> I think that also <laughs> might as well, right? Yes, might as well go ahead. <laughs> right, yeah. I think I think that can be a component of it. If it's something you're interested in, if you're attracted to someone who is of the opposite race or has a different culture or has a different, you know, coming from somewhere else. I think you can make it work if both parties are invested in understanding what it means to be in an interracial relationship. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Love it. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to like interracial relationships, I think people think that we like care. <laughs> but we don't care. I think you should be with whoever you love, you know, if 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 you like something, I mean somebody that's, you know, not your race fine 
It's when y'all be trying to dog the race you is. <laughs> well, that's that's a whole that's self hate though. That's self hate. I feel like that's I feel like interracial dating can be a beautiful thing. I think it's just dating at the end of the day. You're just with another person. Great. Do I prefer that black state blacks? Absolutely. But do whatever you feel is best for you. I just like when I sent y'all that video. Y'all remember that video I sent y'all the other day? Oh yes, that was and a very true. It was true a black video. man in a car with a white woman, and mm-hmm. the white woman is expressing to the black man that, um, as white women, it's not a badge of honor to be dating a black man. It's just, I mean, we're dating you, but it's not like you guys give us some upbeat or some status, status. or mm-hmm. anything. It's just like, okay, we're just dating. You know, like when we get back home, they ask why we couldn't get a white man. (laughs) And he was in the car with her. They're recording a video, whatever they're doing. And he's like, I don't, that's not true. I don't believe that. And she's like, well, I am a white woman. (laughs) So I think I, I know. And so I think when we start getting into stuff like that, that's when I feel like interracial becomes an issue. Like if you're trying to date something else to make yourself look like this, or Mm -hmm. you think that you're better because you're dating this, Mm -hmm. or you think that black women are this or Asian women are this or whatever is this and that. That's when I feel like we start getting into touchy grounds that is very unnecessary. Just Mm -hmm. date who you want to date. Nobody is, nobody cares. I think that's important. But when it does get into those kind of topics about them being better or, I mean, the preference, whatever, preferences are fine. Right. Um, But when you get into one race is better than the other and X, Y, Z, that's when it turns into why are you saying those kind of things and what kind of experiences have you had to change your peer view? So when we're talking about, since we're talking about black men specifically, there is this rhetoric about them and them feeling that black women are not a certain kind of way or they're not worthy and they would prefer to be with, not even prefer, it's just white women. They only date white women because black women are this and that they're loud, they're gay. What are some of the? I don't even know all the type of stuff they say about. Yeah, like they just talk bad. Yeah, so all (laughs) the things that they say about black women specifically and why they don't date them and they would only specifically want to date white women. Uh, when it's in, coming from that peer view, that's when I feel like it's problematic. Or right. if the reason why they say it is, you know, they don't like Afrocentric features, like uh, her, like her nose is too big, her hair is too kinky, uh, her skin is too dark. Like when they say things like that, then it it kind of looks like okay that's your opinion that's how it is that you feel but it also is a form of do you have these features yourself and what does your mama look like so those are questions that you also have to ask um but if it's coming from a place like you know when you look at people who are celebrities that people can probably think about like you know serena williams who else yeah and and she herself was biracial and she was she's dating someone who was black one of them dated somebody black and one white they just right? married them, yeah. Yeah. yeah so tia married a black man mm-hmm. and tamara married a married white, white man, man. right yeah. so you but know, i mean <laughs> they dated for like Eight years, yeah, before <laughs> getting married. Um, Tamara. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. they dated they? for like they met yes, very young. They dated for like no, 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 no. They didn't. I don't think they met like very young, but they no. I, I think Tia met her husband younger, like yeah. early twenties. Mm-hmm. But Tamara dated her husband for like eight years before they got married, oh, and there that. was like some kind of like 
she was going to break up with him because he wouldn't propose or whatever before he ended. <laughs> That's very yeah. unusual. I mean, they're happy together man. and he is very wealthy. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, those are important conversations to have. And then on the other end, like with black women and dating white men or white adjacent men, just being sure that it's not under a fetish or it's not like uh, this. Because what I do see a lot of is, oh, we're just going to have some beautiful babies, some, some mixed, you know, know. looking. And yeah. children and it's That's like so weird i hate hearing stuff like that because it's whether they're full black or like you white, full white or whatever it is <laughs> they're going to be beautiful children i don't think that's they're the determination your children more right. importantly well, you know but, you know <laughs> those so are like, yours right whether they come out beautiful or not is not i mean limited. that's up to you and your dreams so i think you know there's a lot of components into that so once you're dating someone those are Definitely, especially if it's an interracial situation, to pay close attention to those kind of things. Um, and, you know, that's where my peer view comes. Yeah, what what it sounds like you're saying is, like, all around relationships should be more so intentional and of purpose. Yes. And then when you're with somebody for a purpose, intentionality, love, maybe even, you know, you can add that on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's important. Right? Um, you kind of... Um, those other factors won't necessarily be a part of it. Like ego. That's that's what I'm hearing a lot of. Um, because I, for one, love seeing relationships where I just know that people love each other, regardless of what skin color mm-hmm. they have. I just watched um, uh, Ultimatum. <laughs> okay, those people were not together, but they supposed to be together. But uh, the black guy and the white girl, mm-hmm. like they were so... They supposed to be together. I don't care what nobody say. I don't know what's going to happen because the episode ain't came out yet. But Is it the country sounding people? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the couple. Ryan, both yeah, from South from, Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. Yeah. It's just like. The chemistry seemed there. It's from, there. I mean, I and it's beautiful. Thing, yeah. I, oh, I just love it. <laughs> um, but I think relationships should definitely have a purpose. Um, mm-hmm. That way people coming into it, you now you won't hurt other people. Now the people that you hurt won't end up dating me and hurting me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's just keep it keep it intentional um, and of purpose, probably for legacy, whatever your reasons being, um, for legacy uh, to multiply. You don't want to do what the Bible says, be fruitful and multiply, whatever <laughs> your reason is. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep it intentional. What yes. do you think influences like people's relationship choices? Um, oh. I think life it, experience, it, and then again, like the relationship with the other people in their lives, this like family members, I think yeah. are huge. Mom and dad, mm-hmm. I and think how family, they were, yeah. you know, present uh, in your life or lack thereof. I think that has a big impact too. Not a determining factor, I also think, but impact. Um, where you go to school. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big deal because I think when, um, like I know a young black man, black parents, Mm -hmm. beautiful black, dark skinned family, Mm -hmm. and he just got to have a mixed baby. And I I really think that is because, excuse me, y'all. I really think that's because he went to like a predominantly white white school. school, Mm -hmm. And as soon as he went off to college, straight black women. You know, because that now his environment was mm-hmm. black women. So I think so environment. his, his yeah. attractiveness okay. kind of changed. So I think sure. when you're young, I think you're initially just influenced by what's, what's around, around you. you mm-hmm. and, and then the older you get, you know, and you start seeing more and seeing outside of what your mama and daddy show you mm-hmm. and what's around your home. Mm-hmm. 
that's like because you know now he's in different states whatever but going to different colleges and that it, I, I could tell it changed up his taste a little bit yeah. you know so I think that your upbringing your environment your school that you go to will take an influence because if all your boys are black dating white cheerleaders or whatever at the school nine times out of ten you're gonna fall doing the same thing it just kind of is what it is so I think it kind of depends on like your upbringing that that takes a, a major influence on I feel like what you like but I think what influences what you dislike <laughs> is what to do that like self-hate is it's it's given somebody very close to you hurt you did something to you or something of that nature mm-hmm. I would say a major yeah. um influence of mine is God like uh, <laughs> Hear me out. We know Courtney. No, what I'm what I'm <laughs> saying is the more you learn about the character of God, I think that's what I look for in a partner. Mm-hmm. And one of those being a provider. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I really do think that's a like a huge component. Um, the older I get, I would say that. Yeah. Like first it was like family, men in my family, which they, you know, are aligned with what I believe God the Father is. And then, like, now it's like, I promise y'all, because if a man lies, because God is not a man that should lie. <laughs> He'd be like, we're done. <laughs> you lied. You lied to me. We're, we are over. That's it. How can I forgive it? I don't know. So, mm, that I, that's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to make a way out of no way. I'm trying to, you got to part these seeds. What? Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got to perform miracles. Walk on water. I'm trying to tell you. Definitely agree. That's funny. You got to yes. buy my contacts because he healed the blind. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Courtney is so ridiculous. Hey. Um, for me, I think when I was younger, my social circle kind of impacted a lot more of what like I would go for or like my family or something. So like if I was dating someone, I had to have it in mind, like, oh my God, like, is this someone that like my friends will like, or are they going to make fun of him or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, or like, what would my family think about it? And I feel like the older, um, that I've gotten or that I got, I guess, um, because I'm married now, I guess. So I'm not dating anyone um, other than my husband. (laughs) But um, I think I got to a certain point where it was more about like, what is it that I want? Because ultimately the person who has to live with their decision is me. Like my parents are not gonna be in my marriage. My friends are not gonna be in my marriage. So like it was more so um, um, with me. Um, I also have no problem with interracial dating. I've dated white guys. I have dated Hispanic guys. I've dated a lot of different guys. Um, well, and black guys too, but, um, so I've dated a lot of different people. And I think sometimes, um, people get caught up in this idea that like someone from the same race as you is just going to get it, which I think that that's actually false. That's not true because we have seen the Candace Owens of the world, those black twins that spew like absolute ridiculous BS into the environment. So I think sometimes you can find someone from another race, like kind of like the guy on Ultimatum that looks different than you, but you guys have very similar experiences. Mm -hmm. Cause I think 
where you grew up is what is going to determine that. Like I grew up in Miami. I grew up with a lot of Hispanics. I grew, um, like I grew up with a lot of, um, Islanders, like a lot of immigrant people. And so like, there's a lot of similarities there. And then, you know, I went up to college and the similarity that I had was that I did go to a religious school, but there was also differences in what it looked like to practice the religion that I was in there versus what it looked like to practice it in, um, in Miami. So I think it's like the race doesn't really matter as much as Mm -hmm. you guys have values in common, Mm -hmm. like where it is that you guys are trying to go, like, are you guys going to be able to get there together? Because if one person, like I know, um, being like growing up, well, Mormon, but like a lot of the guys that I dated when I was at BYU wanted a woman who was a stay home, like who would stay home and be like a stay home mom and things like that. (laughs) And does not work for me. It does not work for me. Like, I don't think anyone gets to determine what I'm going to do with my life. And my husband's not going to determine that either. So I think like, <laughs> so, yeah. Courtney, you can look at me. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, so but sick. yeah, so I think, um, like, so, and I think like that was part of the reason why I didn't find someone there. Not that I didn't date people that like, maybe it could have worked with, I guess, or whatever. But I think like, there are other factors that are more important than race. Now, Mm -hmm. the issue that I do have is what you guys talked about because, um, because I watched like 90 Day Fiance. And one of the things that drive me nuts is I think sometimes Americans will date someone outside of their culture and then have an issue with that person's culture. (laughs) And I'm like... You could have dated any of the like, mm-hmm. I don't know how many Americans that exist that yeah. maybe mm-hmm. share a similar thing, but you decided to go 3000 miles mm-hmm. away from home and then go there and be like, well, I don't like your culture. Girls stay in America. Guys mm-hmm. stay in America. <laughs> like just so I feel like when it's like when you're dating someone with the idea of I'm going to change you to mm-hmm. fit what it is that I'm wanting, I think like that's the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. Cause even when it comes down to like the interracial dating, it's like, oh, I'm gonna date you as you are, but like I need to pull you over to where it is that I'm at. And it's like, maybe they're fine over there, but also if you have to pull that person over, if they're coming over, it might be just for you, which mm-hmm. means that it might not be sustainable right. to where, right. you know, two years into the relationship, all of a sudden they're reverting back to where they are and you're like, oh, you changed up on me. And it's like, I showed you who I was the first time mm-hmm. <laughs> and you didn't believe me. Right? <laughs> you know? That's a word. Yeah. That is. So. No, I, I definitely agree. Cause I'm like, what, what was the, the passport bros? And they had this ideology that they were going to go to other countries and find more submissive women. Like what? Ooh, and then none of the women like them. Yeah. <laughs> All their videos are like women rejecting them because they're like, you know, they're approaching them like, I'll take you to America and take care of you. And they're like, I'm taken care of. Like, I don't, what gave you the impression that I Or needed- fine. And I'm just going I mean, you already know what that situation's gonna be. Yeah, like, but they don't want to because they they literally want maids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not that you're actually looking for love, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I I just love the Cuban culture, so I'm gonna go to Cuba and find me a Cuban woman to get some Cuba in my life. You're literally like, I want a Cuban woman because they listen to their men, 
So I'm going to go get them and, and control a woman. Stroke the like, ego. It's just, there's not a, like, I feel like what? a lot of people don't do enough self-reflecting when it comes to relationships. Because I think a lot of people think, I know what's right. The way that I feel is right. And the way that I think is right. So if I'm getting resistance in any way for how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking, then you have to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you feel like you have expired all of your options <laughs> in America, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is you. Honestly, like it is. Like if honestly. you feel like you have expired all of your options honestly. in like Thailand, India, China, Nigeria, wherever you are, <laughs> if you feel like you have expired all of your options the problem is you and again push for therapy go find (laughs) out like what is going on within you that's a good point though self-reflection but i also feel like for me i would say even though i've only been in one relationship my entire life Courtney, really? I'm lying. I'm I feel, totally oh, lying. Oh, okay. I'm, don't take me seriously. <laughs> it was Jesus. Uh, That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, relationships are to help you self-reflect, though. Mm-hmm. So some of these, you know, people like to say, where well, I wasted my time. No. Oh, okay. But you don't have to self-reflect. You don't have to have, like, experience every relationship to self-reflect. Be selective. Well, you might not learn your lesson in the first five, okay? (laughs) I need on the sixth one. That does not mean you need to say yes to everybody because you need to self-reflect. No, self-reflect could also be journaling, meditating, talking to God. But but sometimes you got to get there. Like, I've been... The reason I broke up with the last person because he told me I needed to get to talk to God. <laughs> I was like, "Who you think you talk to? I talk to him, <laughs> but I don't want to talk to you anymore now." Well, you talk to him, but do you hear him? I absolutely. Okay, it's not one way, right? I'm stubborn, okay. so right. I I figured that out it, because of a relationship that I'm stubborn. But sometimes you need people to come into your life. You need to care about them, and they need to be a mirror to you mm. about who you actually are because it doesn't matter sometimes god could be telling you how you are <laughs> your friends could be telling you how you are but until sometimes until you actually see yourself mm-hmm. in somebody else you're like you're not gonna make the change i swear like i not necessarily a relationship but an encounter mm-hmm. this one guy mirrored me back to myself and i was like ew why are you that way why am i that way i don't like it mm-hmm. and I I had to experience that to see myself. Yeah. But can we talk about, though, why people place more importance on, like, like in terms of self-reflection, like, why do we place more importance on romantic relationships than we do on actual friendships? Because I feel like there's a pattern where women are so quick to cut off a woman. Like, if a friend annoys you, we're done. Like, forget you. Like, you're blocked. You're canceled. Well, maybe not canceled. I guess you don't cancel friends. But, like, you know, whatever. But, like, when it comes to, like, dating a guy, you'll give him like 50 yeah. 11 chances it's like some, it's, it's something I, that that man doing that that girl can't do like yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay katora go there okay, so we, i don't I understand we, the question is no 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 we had the conversation like I mean, we had that conversations in black girl check-in and i am like i am y'all cannot convince me that anybody is doing anything good enough to the point where you need to learn that lesson 50 11 times yeah, I mean, I definitely think it depends. Um, it's circumstantial. It yeah. depends on what we're talking about. Because I don't think that you should be writing your friends off over something that could be communicated. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
if your friend slid in your boyfriend DM, she got to go. But if your friend keeps canceling on lunch dates and it's aggravating you and you're cutting her off, okay, that's something that you guys can talk about. You know what I mean? So I definitely think um, I agree that women shouldn't write their friends off for whatever reason, especially if it's not something that's like really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do... I'm I'm not gonna say I get it, but women do give men way more chances. Yeah, because I feel and... like women do more hand holding with men too. Like if mm-hmm. a guy comes and he's completely toe up, it's oh I'm gonna fix you, I got you. But like if your girlfriend comes and she's toe up, is you know stay far away from me, please. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't. I cut everybody off. Well. At least you don't discriminate. I do not discriminate. You are not about to mistreat me. You give chances. <laughs> but I give. I feel like I give chances to everybody. Maybe like three. You give chances. Are you keeping so tallies? Who? You give chances to everybody. I give chances to everybody, but then I cut you off. Yeah, but that's you give a little I, bit more to the man, too. I think we all, no, I think I we all do that, but it's a different type of relationship. So it's like, it, you can compare it, but mm-hmm. you can't compare it on like, 100%. It's not 100% comparable. If I have life to go with this man or I choose a partner that I'm doing life with, you're not getting nearly as many chances as my life partner. That's just not going to happen. But isn't your the friend your partner? Your friend is your life partner, too. Yeah. They walk through life I mean, with it, could it, be your it depends. I think that... I mean, I have friends that are life partners, but I also am not going to allow like a friendship... It's to to drive me insane. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just not. I I can't. I got this man. I got to deal with too. So you <laughs> let the romantic relationship that one can drive you insane, but not the friendship. Neither one can drive me insane. But I'm just saying I'm not about to. If I'm communicating the same thing with you over and over, if I'm feeling disrespected, or if I if I'm communicating my feelings to you, if I feel like your friendship is exhausting me, if I feel like it's a one-way street, any of those things like that, I am nine times out of ten going to let a friendship go. Now, when it comes to my partner, I, I made a vow to this. I stood at the altar and said, better or worse, whatever the case may be. So it's like I'm expecting seasons of maybe me to have to put up more and you put up less, but I don't know. I just feel like it's different when you're ha- like, I can't say boyfriend. I can only really speak for husband because it's like I, you're never going to get as many chances as a husband. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. I got kids with this person. I'm creating a life with this person. But some women do that for boyfriends. I think that was her like her whole point. Even I less than boyfriends. Yeah. I mean, even less than boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. situations like, I can't like potentials. Right. I can't, I can't or not. justify that. The only mm. way I could uh, the only way I can kind of understand is women be thinking that's their life partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or women give all of these chances because they truly see some potential of like one day it's gonna be the husband right mm-hmm. or it's gonna be my forever and that's why they just keep trying and trying and trying and trying until they finally get done trying but i i just as i can't do it honestly with a woman. y'all do I there, are, honestly there are levels it's, it's different it's, it's, different. it's nothing else but sex like let's it's, be honest it's different no yeah. it's different because it's the sex I think it, it really depends because I don't cut people off. So I guess that's maybe my difference. Me, I'm a community. I communicate with my friends. I'm gonna tell you if you bother me. I'm a. If I cut a friend off, you 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 really did it. I'm mm-hmm. a cutter offer. Yeah, she's a cutter. I'm more of a chance. And even if we do fall out, I'm more likely to give you a chance to fix it after the the fallout. I'm not really a cut off 
person. So if I get to the point of like cutting you off, ma'am, this was something that a husband likely is not even going to do, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> or my partner is not even going to do by the time I cut you off. So I guess it, dep- it really depends on what well, it is. I think for me, I have negotiables and non-negotiables and most of those things are the same within friendships. The things that I let slide, it's like, okay, I can let that slide. Um, but if you have a non-negotiable for, let's say, um, abuse in any in any way which i do if Mm -hmm. i have a friend on the side of the phone and i feel like they're being verbally abusive i wouldn't take that from a man and i'm not about to take it from you right so i feel like some women they'll let something slide with men like you know abuse or you know whatever your non-negotiable is i'm just using mine but Mm -hmm. don't necessarily let it slide with their friends and they're like oh you did that you're done like for me i don't i really don't like liars if there is a person in my life woman or like man that just just lies too much like i gotta fall back like i can't like we're not friends at that point Mm -hmm. um you you can't care for me and lie to me at the same time Especially when I'm so honest and open and just be, you know, like, you can't do that. And that goes for all parties. It don't matter. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I think it's fair. If you have a non-negotiable, you have something that you don't deal with, don't deal with it on both sides. Yeah. yeah. But I but I still stand on both sides look different. I just feel like the things that you have issues with your friends with are not the same issues you have with your man. I need an example. So chances look like chances look different. And family <laughs> members too. That's a whole nother dimension. Like but... even on both sides, like for instance, if if I was dating a man mm-hmm. and he was canceling dates, just giving me excuses, this happened, this happened, I can't make it. I'm cutting you off. But my own girl, I'm probably gonna be like, I ain't our friend. <laughs> I probably won't cut my girl off, but I'm cutting a dude. So I just feel like sometimes it is it just depends on what it is. It depends on the level of it, how much it's hurting me. Is this a repeat offender? Like, you know what I mean? If I communicate something to you and you do it again anyway. What's you your know. mindset with family, though? Because that's a whole nother dimension as far as relationships. You know, friends and your man or your woman, whoever. I don't have family. But, you know, some people have some really uh, I don't know. For, I, crazy dynamics in the family. For me, I feel like I wrote it down one time in terms of, like, boundaries. I don't know. I feel like my family ain't that type of family to really do something that made me want to cut them off. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, that's a place where I do let a lot slide. I feel like family is that thing that like <laughs> you just locked in. Slip and slide. Yeah, <laughs> you're locked in and you're, it's like, hey, that's that's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't feel like I can cut family off. It is what it is. I might fall back. There's some family members that I'm around more than others or I choose to allow in my space more than others. You know what that is. Or I call more than others. But family, like, I'm going to show up. I'm a phone call away. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the right or wrong thing because I hear people say, I don't talk to so I think it's I fair when people usually. don't talk to family, though. Like, if there's a reason that you don't yeah. rock with family, I'm not one of those people that's just going to be like, well, it's your mom. I am. I'm not like, like that. So I think, I think usually, I think, <laughs> I think usually how we approach other relationships um, usually comes from 
how we were with our family or what our family taught us, right? So I feel like for me growing up, I was a people pleaser. I was like, and part of that is just, you know, being Nigerian, it's you listen to your elders, you do things like you move and, you know, you do whatever. And so I feel like when I went off to, to college, when I went off to college, I found myself feeling resentful because I'd be saying yes to stuff that I didn't want to do right mm. but now like I'm feeling some type of way because no. like now you what you did not have to say yes <laughs> no I didn't but I think because of how I grew up mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of informed how I was approaching other relationships and so I was feeling like I was overextending myself and things like that and so I feel like when I got um to college and I um not college um grad school and I started studying um counseling or whatever and going to and doing my own therapy I realized like all around my boundaries weren't good because Mm -hmm. I was like an extreme of like either I'm saying yes to everything or it's a hard no to everything like even if I have the time like even if I like no like like you know because and I think part of that was like I was just learning what boundaries were Um, what boundaries were so like I don't necessarily like I do think like family like is blood so like there's some level of like maybe like a deeper attachment like Mm -hmm. with that however I feel like boundaries are boundaries so like if it's not acceptable in this space over here and I'm feeling resentful I'm not gonna do it I don't care if you're family I don't care if you're my romantic partner I don't care if you're like my friend or whatever like I'm not doing it because if I feel like anything requires me to sacrifice my peace of mind my well-being to make somebody else feel completely okay and fine I'm I'm not like I'm not doing it and that's all across the board so Mm -hmm. if I feel like I have a friendship where I feel like you're draining me or you're taking too much from me Mm -hmm. I'm not really like um a cut offer yeah. um kind of person like <laughs> you know, made up you know, like, <laughs> you know i'm not but like cut i am offer, like, but i am the person where like the boundaries might be like i might not talk to you as frequently as for, yeah yeah, yeah you know that. because it's the not that i don't love you and i don't care um like and i don't care about you but like everyone has different personalities so like certain people are able to like emotionally regulate a little bit more to where they're not coming to me all the time with what's going on with them whereas like i have other friends where that's you know like that's their thing and so i'm like i'm not necessarily going to ask you to change who you are but for me and for me to be like in a healthy space and to be in a space where I still have things in my cup to give to those around me, I might have to like curtail yeah. how often we're interacting with each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, most importantly, stand on your boundaries, yes. stand on your non-negotiables. Absolutely. Um, regardless of who it is, don't let anybody disrupt your peace. Don't let nobody get in, in between the way of you doing life the way you see fit to do life. Um, I kind of think that's like the bottom line of it. Like whether it's family, friends, your partner, significant other, whatever, at the end of the day, protect you at all costs. You know, at the end of the day, we all, we all, we got periods. You know, we, we came in here alone. We going out of here alone. Definitely dying with my husband. I'm not here for, girl, bye. She over here want to be Shakespeare. I said, said, I'm definitely dying with my husband, like in the notebook. Mm. We going together. I cannot take you seriously. You better. (laughs) Some people that really happens. Okay. It was like an old couple. They were like, 80 something or 90 something 
they were living and I think their kids were taking care of them and one I think the man passed away first and a couple hours later the wife that's passed love. Yeah. and they went together that's what relationships are supposed to look that's like. not love that's attachment oh. and clinically like you I mean, can, you can uh, die from a broken heart if you're together so, for you 60, heard what she said, 60 75 years it's very much an attachment yeah but well, it's not it's a it's a we're one yeah we they're, really they're are one they're a union so okay we, so like together. very select couples are one then because all the rest of couples that where one person dies and the other person lives long they were not everybody one. make it to be a one we see <laughs> the divorce rate is 50 percent. <laughs> we know <laughs> all right y'all thank y'all so much again for tuning in with brown epiphany we of course appreciate your support and thank your listens don't forget to follow us on apple podcast spotify or wherever you have decided to listen to us today and of course we always appreciate your feedback you can either comment i think on spotify or feel free to email us at brown epiphany podcast at gmail.com i'm in my radio voice not just my yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but thanks so much y'all y'all have a stay safe we're in jacksonville so Yes. Why y'all stuck in the house on Thursday? Y'all know who to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> y'all. And catch up. Catch Brown up. Brown Epiphany is out. Bye. Bye.